episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast. We have Mr. Zach Johnson on the line, as well as myself, Dylan. And today we have a special guest. We got Zach Horvath, or we're going to call him Zoom on this little podcast. But <laughs> he is the founder of Live a Great Story. They're all over Austin, Texas. Their stickers are global. Their flags are global. It's just a really badass global business with a huge impact on the local community. You know, they probably spend roughly six figures on ads on Facebook and Instagram, but they kill it on the social constants there. So, Mr. Horvath, Zoom, thanks for coming on, man. We're pumped to have you. Yeah, stoked to be here, Dylan. Always down to come hang out and talk about ads. Heck yeah, that's where the magic happens. So, kind of give everybody a little update on kind of what you're doing, just so everybody kind of has some context. As mentioned, what a great story. Y'all have definitely seen these stickers, but... Go ahead and give them the quick elevator pitch there so everybody kind of knows who you are. Yeah, totally. So Live a Great Story is a lifestyle brand, a really simple message with a huge impact that started about six or seven years ago when I got back from traveling and just kind of uh, vagabonding around and came up with this phrase and I ended up spray painting it on a wall here in Austin, Texas. People started taking pictures of it and started spreading through social media and uh, just the stories that came back from it are, are really inspiring. Pretty much people from all walks of life using this phrase uh, to live their life to the fullest and, and really be the hero of their story. And so uh, mainly spread through social media. And then that ends up spreading from person to person through people, you know, taking photos of the stickers or the flag or the shirts out in really cool places and so definitely have a pretty robust uh, ad background from that. And then really also into the like kind of real world marketing side of it. Uh, so it's been pretty cool. There's even people have tattoos, which is one of the craziest parts. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's crazy. How many tattoos are out there right now? Over 25 for sure. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> but you're, what's, a, your main product, what's the main product that you sell? On, on on your Facebook ads? Are you just straight selling stickers? So yeah, actually stickers, I would say are kind of the backbone products, but they're, they come in sticker packs. So one of the things about stickers is that they're super cheap and not great, um, you know, margins if you're selling one or two, but our sticker pack has 16 stickers in it. Uh, six are four inch stickers and then 10 are the two inch stickers. And so that's like one of our main ones, the Live a Great Story flag that Dylan rocks behind him in most of these uh, is, is another one that's another like higher price item. So I'd say that's one of the better, you know, ad running sticker um, products. And then but really a lot of them. And, and one of the cool parts is just trying to find what the best product is with the best margins and the best, you know, overall price point so that we can run ads as either you know as a loss leader or you know at least a break even to get people into the brand and then kind of upsell them along the way heck yeah oh man and i remember we were looking at your return customer rate sitting in that 35 percent range so i mean people come back for all these goods so i'd imagine that ltv is pretty juicy yeah that's definitely one of the coolest parts i mean our you know email marketing is is awesome and then even branching into text messages recently is just people love the message. And as soon as you put a shirt on or a hat or, you know, a sticker somewhere, people comment on it all the time. And so a lot of people get a taste of that message and, you know, they're going on a hike and they, 
you know, a rock rocking the shirt on the trail and everybody's talking about it, pointing at it, you know, commenting on it. And so it just creates this kind of, you know, viral effect of, of them spreading that message to other people and then them kind of reinforcing it in themselves. So it's like, here's a new, you know, new shirt or here's a new colored flag or, you know, here's leather, like wallets, you know, things like that. People are just like keep coming back and want more and more of it, which is pretty awesome. Hell yeah. It makes Dylan, it nice when your audience is shoot 20 plus to 65 plus. <laughs> like, shoot. Dylan, have you ever bought stickers online? Um, I've never I bought know. a single sticker online. I don't think they usually come in all the products I buy randomly. And I got a fridge full of stickers, but I don't think I bought a sticker pack online, to be honest. Yeah, this will be interesting, man. I, I want to know what it takes to sell some stickers. <laughs> well. Often. Unfortunately, this rich ad is all flag related. Um, so let's go ahead and take a little segment into this rich ad. So beautiful image, you know, got the flag blowing in the breeze, got the beautiful Air Asia flying above us. But hey, take my picture while I stare at nature holding this awesome flag. You and your next trip. Oh, when's the next adventure? Don't forget this flag. So seems like one of your, you know, Killer items, 650,000 views, a ton of comments, likes, and shares. So, I mean, this is a killer ad right here, Zach. So, go ahead and tell us the whole story behind it. Yeah, so the cool part about this is that uh, people send us photos like this from everywhere, right? So, this happens to be somewhere in Asia at one of those low-landing airports on the beach, uh, but this this is actually so part of a slideshow. So I took about five, eight, I can't remember how many of these like equally cool photos and just in native, you know, native in the app, just uploaded them into the Facebook slideshow and put it at, I think at 0.5 seconds. So when you see this, it's pretty catchy, really fast. So by the time that you scroll on it, you've already seen maybe one to three photos of really epic photos from, you know, mountaintops or, you know, um, just different places. I think we have Zion on there. We have um, somewhere, another one in in Utah. We have that photo, Um, definitely like some mountaintops, Angels Landing, you know, really, really cool photos. And so it also has a call to action of like kind of puts that, I think that title kind of like with the quotes, makes people think a little bit so it it makes them read all the way through and then it puts the viewer in the shot right like it actually enrolls them in this idea they're like i want this shot at my next trip uh and so i think it's it kind of accomplishes a lot of interesting angles here where it's catchy it's fast you know it's it's definitely um, attractive to the adventure the traveler kind of our demographic people that are you know doing cool things and uh, and really just sets them up for a, a, a good experience, even once they click onto the website, because then there's that you know cohesiveness between all those photos from the ad being on the actual product page too. Mm. And it probably helps a ton having a girl in a bikini on that first thumbnail. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, that's thumb stopping right there. That's the magic of it all. <laughs> so with this has a ton of views. How much do you think you kind of put behind this ad? You know. Four figures, five figures? Definitely four figures. Um, 
probably even into five figures. I was just looking at it when I sent it over and I realized that we don't run this one. And I, and I was thinking about it probably because right now is the middle of COVID. So no one's traveling. Uh, so we sell a lot of travel gear. We have like passport covers and luggage tags and um, some different things that are more travel focused. But I think I kind of paused this just for, you know, being not tone deaf when everybody's sitting at home wanting to travel um, but yeah, definitely. I mean, this is for sure a staple ad and has been running for really heavily last year. Uh, I think, you know, we're selling, I don't know, maybe 500 flags a month or something off of this. So, um, pretty, pretty intense there. So definitely, definitely five figures, I would say. Ooh. And what do you, what kind of return was it sitting on two X, three X, 25 X? I would say most. So Another, you know, one thing that I've learned through ads is that there's the, there's the ad, which is a big part of it, but there's also the products and the backside of it, right? So it's like, you can have a great ad, but have a bad landing page or, you know, a bad website or, you know, a product page, all that stuff, or even a badly priced item. So this flag used to be $20 and I actually upped it to 25 um, because I was like, this is worth it, you know? And, and that's kind of the stance I've taken is... I'd rather sell a slightly higher priced product um, and, you know, get that margin on it versus not. And so um, I think, yeah, so I think that that obviously helps. And I would say I'm sitting at like a two point something, like maybe a 2.4 to 2.8 on this one, um, because I'm paying somewhere between, I think, 12 and $15 to, um, to get that lead, that sale for you know a twenty five dollar product, and then also there's a, a one like one click upsell on it. So then I like sell them on a sticker pack or some buttons, which obviously bumps up that AOV. Oh man, Zach loves those one click upsells. <laughs> <laughs> well, snap! That's quite a rich ad with a ton of social engagement. Let's go ahead and navigate to the dark waters and check out this very very shitty poor ad, y'all. <laughs> So Zach, I just sent this over to you on Messenger. Go ahead and take a peek at it now. Let's hear that initial reaction. Um, we're all big fans of Money in the Bank, but this is, <laughs> this is a very different kind of money, I'd say. <laughs> so immediate Oh thought. my gosh, I can't believe that. That's crazy. And it's an actual ad. This This was, in fact, running. That's insane. That's like encouraging people to break the law (laughs) (laughs) where our counterfeit bill where where our counterfeit bills can be used oh they're selling hey they have at least options so you know where you can use these you know at the end of the day but Mm -hmm. just everybody has some context it's a counterfeit dollar bill company and hey you can use these at mcdonald's attraction parks really anywhere but our bills bypass everything counterfeit pins and don't forget machines um so they yeah be used in the bank <laughs> yeah that's 100 percent safe there this is just this is a very shitty ad here y'all um oh my gosh i can't believe this this is a this is mind-blowing right now i can't believe like how are these people not in jail <laughs> how did that even I'm, pass like facebook there had to have been some black hat stuff i don't know this is just cloaking who, who knows but yeah, and, and they were targeting you, Dylan. Right? That's right. 
you know, <laughs> I get hit by really weird ads, man. And sometimes, you know, I convert. So, I mean, hey, their placement wasn't too bad. You guys are Is literally spending drone. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, drones have costed me nothing. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, Document wow. store. I love the double M. What's up with that? Documents. Well, their other burn page that got banned only had one M, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so. Our bills, notes, bypass, everything, counterfeit pens and machines can be used in bank. Hey, but, but you got to admit, they do have the best holograms and duplicating machines. So, mm. you know, so they mm. say. <laughs> that is mind blowing, man. Oh, what a trash ad. Hey. <laughs> what a trash. <laughs> I love it. Well, let's. Let's jump over to this financial principles aspect. Zach, you have been, um, you've got quite a bit of experience with a lot of the, the different alternative um, growth capital providers and lenders out there in the marketplace from Shopify Capital to PayPal Loan Builder to, you know, ClearBank. And you're also a master of uh, credit card travel points, um, which it's not surprised me given given your brand and um, expertise in, in travel. So what advice do you have, you know, for other, in your case, other e-commerce businesses that are thinking about taking out um, some debt to, to scale up, what would you encourage them to do? What would you caution them to do uh, now that you're on the other side of it? And, and you've been working with a couple of these lenders for um, a few months now. Yeah, I would definitely, suggest really getting your finances dialed in. Um, so much of it is knowing, you know, that's for sure a basic principle of business and knowing, you know, even your ROAS and, and being able to calculate all of that and, and your, you know, return. Uh, I saw the funny, you know, TikTok the other day. He's like, I made 30 grand drop shipping this month. Like, but how much profit? He's like, but I made 30 grand drop shipping. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, definitely if you're going to run a business, you got to have that dialed in. Um, but what's really cool I, that I found really last year as I started scaling up pretty significantly was how much people want to give you money when you're, you know, when you're doing numbers. And so I've definitely taken out um, a couple of rounds of funding uh, and kind of scaled up the you know, offering, I guess, for, for what um, starting with Shopify and I think also PayPal but I think on my Shopify, I ended up taking out altogether over the three loans about seventy-seven thousand um, dollars because I started branching out into more options last year. So I, I hosted a conference. You know, I was bringing on team members and didn't quite have the you know revenue generation to to scale the team. Um, and so I you know looked at kind of my options and. You know, it's really cool to have that, you know, basically with a push of a button, they'll just deposit serious, you know, five figures in your account and uh, and with not too much interest. But I definitely realized kind of in hindsight, the difference uh, of the interest. So I ended up paying about twice as much for my PayPal loan as the Shopify one. Uh, so that's for sure something to be aware of. And then also, you know, thinking about your margins, right, you're paying. But the way that those work is that they skim off the top of your sales of your uh, your revenue. So they give you that money and then up uh, up front and then every month, you know, or every every purchase that gets um, that goes through the processor, they skim off you know five, ten, twenty percent. I guess even up to thirty percent uh, is an option. And so really, when you're you know thinking about 
you know, most businesses don't have a margin that high, um, especially once you're spending ads and really scaling. So um, that can be a, a pretty serious situation to get into if you're not totally dialed in on your numbers, knowing exactly what your profit margin is and your and your runway and how much you can afford to to pay back on a daily basis because it can actually like reverse and get you underwater pretty quickly if you're paying you know you're paying so and then you're running ads on top of it so you're 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 spending money there and you're not profiting enough to both pay back that um that loan and then also you know pay for your cost of goods sold and everything else now what kind of revenue do you think you would recommend somebody to entertain this right like the whole idea is use debt to grow your business faster and what where do you think um the business is like mature enough to be smart about debt versus stupid (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'd say you either one of the things so i own live a great story all by myself so i don't have any partners i don't have any you know co you know co-owners or investors or anything so i make decisions all my own really i mean obviously i have friends and you know people i run a lot of stuff by but for this i got bit because i kind of just made some impulse decisions and needed cash flow pretty fast so you know going through that um i guess for the maturity standpoint it helps to have I guess, uh, multiple shareholders invested in the finances so that you have those, you know, checks and balances to balance out what you're doing. I also think that what's good about these systems is that more or less, they don't give you enough. They don't give you too much to where you get in trouble. You know, I said, I I took out, I think a $7,000 loan from Shopify. Then I took out, I think, a 15 to 18. And then the last one I took out was like a $45,000, right? So that the, I paid the first ones off really quickly. And I was like, doing really good numbers. And then I was like, well, they're going to give me this big chunk, like I might as well take it and, and go for it. Um, and that would have been probably all fine and dandy, except for some of the other surrounding circumstances that I that kind of resulted in this. So from a maturity standpoint, I definitely think, you know, be be a savvy business owner, like, if you're, you know, one of these 19 year old kids on YouTube, you know, trying to drop ship stuff, probably not the best idea because it can definitely under, <laughs> under like cut you really hard and then put you in a serious situation. Um, but, you know, practice savvy business, you know, awareness, like what are your, what are your books telling you, you know, what's your CPA or, you know, I, I have a fractional CFO who helps with a lot of this stuff so we can run numbers and do analysis um, but even to get to that point, you know, I've been in business for years to even understand how all this works. So um, it's it's kind of a tricky one, but definitely not for for newbies or amateurs. Mm. And what do you t- let's talk about rate and, and, and pricing for a second. Like, what do you see as you know, there's a lot of fixed fee products out there. There's a lot of APR, you know, interest, revolving interest. Um what would you say, hey, here's kind of like a good rate and here's kind of like a stay away from this this rate kind of thing? So my Shopify takes 10% of my revenue, which is pretty good, right? And I think that 
it costs me about 15% interest on the loan amount. Um, I'm not totally sure off those numbers off the top of my head right now, but um, which is decent, you know, like it's a pretty significant number, but also it's hands off, you know, I'm not trying to balance stuff and like sending checks to the, you know, small business loan, like people, SBA loans and like trying to, you know, figure out how to pay back investors and, and things like that. So it makes it a lot more simple. Um, but then, you know, like I said, my, that was on Shopify, but the PayPal one was almost double that. So I think I paid up to like 20% interest on my, on my initial, you know, um, chunk. And then also to pay that back, I'm paying 20%. So I'm balancing basically a 15%, um, margin that I'm paying back to pay off those loans on a daily basis, which is crazy because, you know, that's let's say I do a hundred grand, that's 15 grand off the top that I'm just writing a check to PayPal or Shopify, which is pretty crazy to think about because it's, it's a serious chunk of money at that point where, you know, I'm trying to get out of that. And once I pay that off, that's all profit, which is a cool, you know, finish line to look at is that as I'm scaling, I know that my balance sheet, I'm just constantly writing these checks back to PayPal and Shopify Um, but soon enough, I'll be writing checks in my pocket. Right. So, um, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a little bit, I don't have the exact numbers on how much I ended up paying, but like I said, it's probably off that, um, principle, I guess it was about somewhere between a 10 and 20% interest to, you know, acquire that. And then on a daily basis is taking out kind of about the same chunk to, to pay it back. Yeah. And how long were those? Uh, you know, loans out for, do you know how long PayPal, the term that you took goes out for? It, it, well, I mean, it takes a certain chunk, right? Until you pay it back. So it's, they have for PayPal, it's a 90 day minimum. So you have to pay 90 days minimum. I think it's like three to $4,000 every 90 days. So, you know, if, if you're, if you could take years to pay it back, if you, if you had to. Um, and then with Shopify, what ended up happening is the way that which I still haven't quite figured this out yet, because I both have a Shopify checkout, you know, shop pay, and then also PayPal, it diverts people to different checkouts kind of randomly. I really don't understand how it does that. Um, and so it was, it, it ends up diverting way more people to PayPal versus Shopify. And so, I'm actually not meeting my minimum spend for Shopify's loan um, or like uh, whatever the repayment is. And so they debit that from my account once a month, at least that minimum chunk um, on top of the other 10% that I'm paying off. So it it really, there's not, um, there's not like a time period on it. Like they just want their money back. Uh, but obviously, if you stop paying it, then it gets into some some kind of serious, you know, I got emails like, hey, we got to talk about this, you know, where's our money type um, loan chart deals. Yeah, it's some good, good experience, man. I, I appreciate you being so transparent about your lessons around um, dealing with these, these, these different partners that, um, that you've, you know, taken money from. Have you, what did you use the money on? If you don't mind me asking, like, did it actually help you grow? Was it more just to support cash flow and a burn rate? Well, 
Yeah. So like, yeah, good question. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, so I last year was doing really good revenue and scaling pretty high numbers. So I got up to almost about six figures a month in revenue for a couple months straight. And so I was like, basically just like scaling. And at that point, um, I wanted to, I was doing all of it and wanting to grow more of a brand. So I wanted to bring on, you know, content creators. Um, so I was like, you know, I mean, you know, at that point you exhaust your ads and, and content in general. So I was like, I need more, I need to be making more content to make more ads to sell more stuff. Right. And so, um, that mixed with, uh, just kind of also like different team members, you know, um, was another part. And then the biggest thing that bit me was influencer marketing. Um, I ended up paying out a serious chunk of that to, for about a three month test on influencers, which was a total absolute 100% waste of money. I just bankrolled some people's like lifestyle for about three months. It was absolutely ridiculous. If anybody wants to talk to me about influencers, I'll shoot that, <laughs> shoot down your influencer aspirations for days. <laughs> um, Cause I was like, dude, these photos, like, I, I I'm savvy with the camera. You know, I've traveled a bunch. I've shot all these photos and, and things. And so I could have flown halfway around the world multiple times over to shoot the exact same content that these guys shot, um, you know, and, not paid for it. So that was part of what ended up happening. Um, also I, a good chunk of it went to cost, um, to, to product. Right. So I, I was doing these pretty serious numbers and I knew I was kind of forecasting, okay, well I had a crazy Q2, Q3 and like Q4 is obviously going to be even bigger than that because it's the holiday season. It's the biggest one of the year. I got to stock up on stuff. And so I stocked up, I was doing marketing, I was scaling up and like basically hit a point where everything just flipped and, and, you know, inverse <laughs> happened. And I was just like not selling anything with so much inventory and paying people. And so all of it just kind of flipped in, in November, you know, late October, November and, and like to shift the shit, the fan. And it just went all like negative. Um, so wrapping up 2019 was like a pretty sad time. Um, mm -hmm. and still, you know, I'm trying to crawl out of that. I still have all these loans and, you know, now even obviously COVID got trigger, trigger shy about running ads. And like, you know, once you're spending, you know, I was spending definitely five figures, um, on ads, probably 15,000 a month at some point, it's like, how do you go back to that when you have such a big red number, you know, it's like, I don't know if this is going to work again. Um, so it was like wrapping up last year. I mean, I, I definitely learned a lot of really hard business lessons in the end of 2019. Yeah, man, that's, that's the, that's the dark side, the ugly side of, of leveraging debt, right. Is, is, um, leveraging a time, you know, when, you know, things just, you know, take a turn, right. <clears throat> um, and, uh, you're supposed to be investing that that debt into uh into growth um so what did you do man like how, how you know, how have you have you been doing the last couple months like uh how did you go about scrambling yeah i mean definitely for a while i pushed pause you know like 
I got to the point where, you know, I was talking with my CFO and uh, she was like, you like the way that you're spending on acquiring new customers for every dollar you're spending, you're losing like X amount of dollars. So I was like running these ads and, and, you know, with, with the, the repayment and everything and, you know, the other costs of the business, just, you know, regular, you know, GNA costs just to run. It was, I was going further into the hole. And so I was like, well, that's obviously not going to work. Um, I got to figure something out. So I kind of pushed pause for a bit, you know, was just, you know, selling less, but even, you know, slowly, slowly inching forward versus like going backwards. And so what ended up happening is I, you know, obviously through COVID was like still just trying to crunch stuff and figure out how to, how to do things. And eventually realized that a lot of, because we're, I still do all um, direct to garment. So like print on demand for all my apparel so it's not great margins on my shirts, but all of my accessories have really great margins. And so I'm like, okay, well, how can I sell more accessories and less apparel and get that AOV up um, through accessories? Because those are, you know, 80, 90% margins on that. And so started basically toying around with different options there. Um and finding kind of that sweet spot of, okay, cool. I can sell these, like, like, I mean, I can give some examples, but long story short, I started realizing that these are the products. If I can sell these, it's, it's getting rid of inventory um, that I have stored in a warehouse. So I'm like selling through inventory. I'm having great margins on them. These are our best selling products. How can I push these first versus pushing apparel, which are low, my uh, lower margin items. And so, yeah, I mean, still, still, you know, really not paying myself um, do live a great story because I'm just trying to do as much as I can to get out of this debt um, that I owe to PayPal and Shopify, but like literally writing them like five to $7,000 checks every month, like clawing my way out so that I can get back to, you know, a profitable business. Um, and then, and then, you know, now I'm okay, cool. Well, like my CFO, we're like, okay, this works now. Like you, 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 you've corrected this equation so that you're actually profitable and making money. Um, and so now it's like, how do you take that next step? And so that's still, still solving that problem. Yeah. You know, I think it's, I, I've heard this a couple of different times on this podcast is really, you know, business owners, entrepreneurs relying on their CFOs to really help them understand the profitability of their advertising, right? I, it was just a few years ago that like the agency, right, was enough, right? It was just like, hey, here's, you know, here's what's going on, like on, on, um, on, on your Facebook ads, here's what's going on on analytics and, you know, scaling. And it's really good to see more um, CFOs at the marketing table uh and CFOs starting to wrap their brain around the world of of advertising. I don't I don't think that they like I think that as an industry like CFOs are getting more educated uh which is great and helpful. Um especially in your situation, right? They they totally pointed you towards a north star <laughs> of profitability. Yeah, it was crazy when she was like, yeah, okay, so let's plug in all your numbers and, and like, look at how you used to sell stuff. And then it's like, okay, well, here's, you know, I'm like, can I just sell my way out of this? And she's like, 
no. <laughs> like you're, if you try to, you know, if you pour back in the money that you've been doing the way you've been doing it, you're just going to keep digging yourself in a hole. And, I, and that was like a come to Jesus moment. I'm like, oh man, like I fucked up. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ooh, I love it, man. This is, I mean, I don't love your, your story. I just love how, you know, you're keeping it real and, and sharing a lot of insight with people on, um, you know, the, just all the intricacies that go into, you know, leveraging debt. I think, you know, there is a positive side here in the sense that when you did take those out, like when shit was hitting the fan, like I'm sure that the, that, that debt was helpful from a, from a, like a cash flow standpoint, like kept you afloat for a little bit longer. Um, and it went from growth capital to, you know, burn rate, um, capital, you know, pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was just really easy. I mean, I still own a hundred percent, you know, so, um, yep. thinking about kind of what's next and, and if I, you know, I'm getting through this. So if I get through this and, and turn this around and, and this ship becomes like, you know, I'm, I've, I've learned from my mistakes. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I messed up, but like, if I didn't mess up or I did the same things without the mistakes that I made, then I'm yep. sitting on a really amazing business. Um, and, and so now, you know, there's been a couple of times, especially in those, like in the depths of all that, where I started like, Oh, well, I need money from people like ASAP because this is really a negative situation. But then you're going to these conversations with, you know, all these red numbers and, you know, the sharks are just like, yeah, sure. We'll take, you know, X amount of percentage of your business for like pennies on the dollar because you know, your hands are tied. And so definitely now, like looking at it, I'm like, okay, cool. Well, we're going to be profitable with like a pretty decent margin and a really great brand and great numbers and great return customers and all these like really great, um, you know, balance sheets and everything else, P and L's. Um, well shoot. Now I'm like the, the, the tables are turned. It's like, I'm not asking for people to help me out. I'm like, you want to get on board or not? Mm-hmm. Um, cause this is, you know, this is a, this is a rocket ship at this point. Cause it's like, yeah. <laughs> we went through the, the trenches. Oh, oh, that's awesome, Zach! You've been an amazing guest on the show. Thank you so much for for keeping it real and and sharing um all the this awesome awesome insights. Tell uh tell everybody you know like how you can um how they can support you, what you're looking to do next, how they can get in touch. You know, we've got an audience here of advertisers, brands, you know, investors. If you're looking to raise money, like uh on the equity side on the debt side like throw it you know throw it all out there how can people uh support you yeah i mean definitely it just if this all is interesting to you i'd love to chat about it with anybody um good stuff um for sure grab some stickers from the site like live great story is a magic phrase like if you put a button on your shirt you wear a live great story hat you know you take a flag on your next trip like it's magic and people will ask about it and comment and you'll have some really cool conversations. So there's a reason that people have it tattooed. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm definitely in looking for, you know, e-commerce partners. I think I have, uh, I'm more on the kind of vision and high side, like um, high flying overview, but I'm kind of at a point where there's definitely some on the ground, like operations things um, I'm very much looking forward to bringing everything in house and building like a, an all inclusive 
business. So getting away from print on demand and like outsourcing my fulfillment to, you know, all in house and, and in that process, expanding to wholesale because it's a, a big area of opportunity that uh, with, you know, the right kind of infrastructure can scale super seriously because um, people that find this in stores, like absolutely love it. So that's kind of like the next chapter probably going into 2021. Um, and then a big part of this also that we haven't really touched on is just like live a great story. There's a million live a great story stickers out in the world. And so um, kind of realizing the opportunity for stickers and, and so many brands and businesses mess up their sticker marketing. So um, I started a really the first and only sticker marketing agency that helps brands um, use stickers to build a community of raving fans. Um, so I launched, uh, it's called Sticky Marketing, and basically help people understand how to leverage, you know, basically these 10 to 25 cent stickers for building customer relationships, bringing people down in the funnel, LTV. I mean, all of the marketing stuff can be accomplished through strategic sticker marketing. And literally nobody talks about it. It doesn't exist. Like people use stickers um, or they make stickers, but no one really uses stickers the right way. So that's definitely something that if you're running, you know, an e-com brand, you have a brick and mortar store, or even you're trying to build some sort of digital audience, maybe you're like an infopreneur with a course or something, you need stickers in your business. And uh, that's something that I would love to talk to anybody about. Oh, nice, man. That's super cool. Very cool. Awesome. Well, there you have it. Thank you so much, Zach. Appreciate it. Awesome, Zach and Dylan. Appreciate it. Y'all are, y'all are rad. Hell yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. Have a good one.